Hi, welcome to Kiara Obscuro, an art history podcast led by two history buffs who are technically unqualified to talk about art history. I'm Emily. I'm Joanna. Uh, I studied history at Vassar and recently got my Master's of Library and Information Science and Archival Studies in Milwaukee. I currently work as a reference librarian in a public library. Um, as a cultural history student, particularly one who focused on early modern France and took many courses through the medieval and renaissance department, art featured very heavily in a lot of the research that I did, but it was always very tangential. When studying culture and social history, art is so important because people create art about what they know and what they experience, so it's such a good window into what is going on at a given time. Um, and then jumping into archival studies only served to further my interest in art history. Uh, I'm specifically interested in special collections aspect of archival work, which means a lot of illuminated manuscripts, incunabula, and art books. Um, it's really served to broaden my horizon and understanding of art history, both from an artistic standpoint and a historical point. My art history engagement, as it stands now involves dragging friends and family, specifically my sister-in-law and nephew most of the time, to art <laughs> museums and just losing it over good depictions of light in paintings. I mean, when gold leaf or gold paint is used, man, that is the stuff. Um, or flipping through that John Singer Sargent art book um, that I got at the Art Institute in Chicago um, and daydreaming about that. And of course, there's always so many great museums, special collections, artists, or movement-specific Tumblrs and Twitter accounts that I can just get lost in. Yeah, oh, on to me. Uh, let me scroll back up to find my blurb. Uh, <laughs> yes, so I was a Victorian studies major at Vassar. Uh, that was a whole inter interdisciplinary or maybe multidisciplinary. I don't remember. That's a whole shebang, but it was composed of history and literature and women's studies with a sous-son of art history theater, all kinds of things. And while I did take a handful of art history classes during my time, I focused mainly on history and women's history and only got into specifically art history in my last year or so there at Vassar, uh, where I ended up writing my senior thesis on Edmonia Lewis, who was a Victorian sculptress of Black and Native American descent. She hung out with a lot of artistic types and lesbian sculptresses who were already pretty othered, and she was really on the outskirts of even that group specifically. Uh, I focused on her multifaceted identities as a mixed-race woman, an expatriate, a female artist working with a medium, and in a field that was considered very unwomanly for the time because of the labor required. Uh, sculpture is not anything like the delicate ladylike painting. Um, overall, I explored how Lewis really played the game with her identity, depending on where she was, both geographically and in her career, during a very fraught time in history, uh, as if any time in history is not fraught. Um, Currently, I work as an assistant manager at a magic theater in downtown Pittsburgh, which is kind of uh, very in vain with uh, Victorian studies. But for how I currently engage with art, I have a lot of free time during my days with this late night theater schedule. So at the start of uh, this past fall, I bought a membership to my local museums so I can go as often as I want. So Emily, please guess how many times I've gone to the museum since I got my membership card in September. In September? Okay. September. Um... I want to say 15. Oh my god, it's 16. Ah! Perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm tuned in. Yeah. Damn. That's, I wish I could have the time to do that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, all I have to do is pay for parking, which is only $6 if you prepay. But Which, I mean, 
gotta, it's not bad. Gotta not do bad. it. I yeah. To go there and like it's nice. To just kind of let the art wash over me. So yeah, I just. I like art a lot. I also really like art a light in art specifically. Uh, yeah, we did, so did both good. go to that John Singer Sargent exhibit and kind of lost it over the like uh, light in the art. It's just very good. So good. We were um, in that exhibit for like two and a half hours and it was Yeah, we had to walk back rooms. to the beginning to make sure we saw everything. <laughs> we were definitely the yeah. most tuned in people there. Very much so. Um, but yeah, I just really, I, I also like art. Um, I like being able to see a contained thing or a piece of work and just direct my emotions at it and be like, ah, it makes me feel like this. I'm just very easily moved by so many things like colors or shape or light. And um, uh, I also really adore the, like, uh, uh, I scroll down now. Wait, hold on. <laughs> um, I also really like the concept of like craft and handmade works. There's so many things that are not accept. I don't want to say accepted, but like not uh, thought of as art in the same way because they're textiles or they're woven things or they're like a handmade pot and they're used in more everyday ways than like a painting on a wall, a portrait of someone fancy. Right. And these items are often like lost to time or they deteriorate, deteriorate or they are used and are not always considered like capital A art by capital I institutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting yeah. to see what things like are very artistic and were creatively made, how they kind of, where they find themselves ultimately when it comes to like a museum standpoint, like are they mm-hmm. in an art museum or are they in a history museum or even a science museum just because of like what has been classified as being most useful for. Um, right. Very interesting. When a lot, I mean, I'm thinking specifically of like Grecian vases and things like that and urns mm-hmm. um, where obviously there were these clay pots that were used on the daily uh, um, and have that artifact, artifact classification, which would make a lot of sense for museums in like the history, like a history museum. But there's also, I mean, they're completely adorned. So it's like there's obviously a lot of artistic work going into those as well. Yeah, very much so. I went to uh, last uh, December, I think. No, it was last November, right after Thanksgiving. I was visiting my sister, William and Mary, and she's like, Get out of my apartment. I need to write a paper. And I was like, Okay. So I went to the Folk Art Museum, which, like, very cool. All kinds of, like, great paintings and art and stuff there. But it's like, the fact it's classified as folk art because it's not like big names that are recognizable is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But there's some like really good stuff there. And like there are like paintings of these families and their kids. And there's all kinds of like bizarre things like how the iron works of like the metal fences were made and stuff like that. And it's 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 all art. I know. It's all art. Great. <laughs> that's why well that's why I'm so excited to to kind of jump into this podcast too, because not only to talk about art history from kind of like a more casual perspective where it's like we're not really professionally trained, maybe kind of <laughs> academically associated with um but nothing nothing to the extent of like um dedicating our lives professionally to it but still having a great love of art um both kind of demythologist demystifying we'll go with that yeah, yeah that's a better <laughs> word demystifying the the concept of fine art um from like a standpoint of talking about art pieces but then also kind of broadening what 
what is art and I I talked a lot about that in my history of books and printing class because the whole idea was like books are not just the information that they hold and a lot of the times especially in early books and early printing the book was a piece of art and the kind of information that it held was almost second to the fact that this object had been created um so i'm really excited to talk a lot about like just the very different levels of art that maybe don't always get as much attention um so i'm pretty excited about that also i'm just really excited that we decided to go with the name chiara obscuro because as we've both mentioned now light very good yeah like very into like that baroque kind of contrast like you got your caravaggios and things like that um if there is a candle a roaring fire or a lantern in a painting the likelihood that i like it very high (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i'm also just really excited to talk about lots of different eras and things like that too my favorite artists kind of run a broad spectrum of of different styles so we've john singer Sargent, of course the one and only the boy um my boy <laughs> he's great um both as his like landscapes and things like that and his portraiture um and then i also huge fan of zenaida serbrikova um I've I've been waiting for you to say this for so long because I'm like, (laughs) how is it pronounced? I'm like, I could ask Emily directly. Zenaida Zerabriakova. Yeah, so she's great too. And like, I know she's kind of related in terms of like impressionism with him, but like with John Singer Sargent, but Mm -hmm. her stuff is so good. Um, And then Keith Haring would probably round out like my top three, which is a very different kind of style, but very, very fun. Yeah, those are some, that's good variety there. My, I mean, my, my, Touching on art history as it stands in my life now is still very heavily tied to the historical nature of it, just because that's kind of what I'm used to researching. So I know a lot about I know a lot more about individuals um, and the histories of their pieces rather than like any kind of analysis of like the artwork itself. Um, so I'm looking forward to opportunities to kind of dive into specific pieces a little bit more than just kind of those broader contextual historical elements of art. Yeah. Exciting. I feel like I should have come up with my top three favorite artists and not oh, like, copied off your work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, John Singer Sargent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't, I can't pronounce her last name. So I guess her, her too. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm a big fan of, like, like late 1800s art, because that's what I know. That's what I'm really familiar with in my studies. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like art. Yeah. I know you love Rothko. <laughs> I, oh, I do love a Rothko. How could I forget? I'm just like, it's a big old horizon. It's a big horizon. It makes me want to cry. I love it. It's beautiful. It's just like a lot of, just a lot of big swaths of color. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I think Sargent and... A good Rothko. Those are like top faves. And then beyond that, I'm just like, I like. If I, do I like to look at it? I like it. So good. Just good. As um, as we mentioned when we were planning this, and as I'm sure we'll mention a lot as it goes into it, um, that Marge Simpson meme of the I just think it's neat. 
really factors into a lot of my emotions and analysis of a lot of different art pieces. Very much so. Oh, it's just cool. I just like it. Yeah. Which is, I, I think, another great thing that, that comes from kind of more colloquial and casual conversations about art is, like, you don't have to know something specific or, like, this means or symbolizes this. You just be like, I think this looks awesome and I'm going to love it. And then that's that. Yeah, like the last couple times I've taken people to a museum with me because I'm like, I have a dual membership. I can get you in for free. I just have been like, well, what do you see when you look at this piece? What does it make you think of? What are the colors? What do you notice? Like, do you see any shapes in here that you really like? Like, what do you see? And just kind of say what you see and you're you're correct. You're not wrong. Right. <laughs> it's so fun. Like, there's this episode of um, Boy Meets World uh, <laughs> <laughs> where... Um, Corey and Eric and their dad kind of have like a spat um, because Corey gets jealous that him and his that Eric and their dad have such a good relationship when it comes to like playing sports together and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out like alternatively, Eric is also very upset about the kind of relationship that Corey and their dad have because they talk about art and philosophy a lot more. And so it's kind of pushing back on kind of fitting in with categories and like having to have your relationship fit in within categories that are expected of you. Um, And then they, they all ultimately go to uh, an art museum um, together. And there's like this abstract modern, like piece of like art that Eric gives like this really weird kind of like, there's a monkey and a coconut kind of like (laughs) story that he says with it. And like Corey and the, and the dad don't really like, they're like, okay, but they, they've learned to accept like his intellectual, like, you know, like, um, standpoint and viewpoint so they're like okay we'll let it go and then they walk away to another part of the museum and it zooms in onto the title plate and the title of the sculpture is like a monkey with a coconut or something like that so it's very oh, fun so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that 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 reminds me of that a lot yeah very cool we look forward to discussing these kinds of topics and all sorts of other different things um with you in the coming weeks months etc um, who knows <laughs> the possibilities are nearly endless and it'll be great um our next episode is going to be about art restoration so um keep a lookout for that and we'll talk to you later bye bye